Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Today on the MFAP podcast, we watch 1987's The Untouchables and 2015's Tag. So don't forget your briefcase and run. And enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome Holy in. Shit. <laughs> I told you I wanted to do something different. Okay. That was really no. loud. That's all. Oh. British people are loud. Now. I'm, I'm, is that even British? <laughs> it's something. All right. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> welcome in. Uh, yeah, after that. Yeah, just welcome into the Movies for Me to Be podcast. I don't know how to keep going after that. I didn't think I'd get all the way through. Just hello, everyone. That's all you got. Welcome to the Movies for Me to Be podcast. <laughs> Just every British person. Hey, I, I tried to spice it up a little for you. Okay, that's, that's right. fine. Something different. Anyways, this is better known as the MFAB Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Gavin. He's also the host. I am. Yeah. And we are going to discuss a couple movies like we always do today. Yeah, we got a few few movies today. A few? Yeah. Or, you know. A few is three. If you want to get all technical and <laughs> douchey about it, sure, yeah, a few is three. We are doing two movies today. Yeah. A couple. A couple. Yeah, there we go. If you want to be a douche about it. <laughs> so, first up today on the A side is 1987's The Untouchables. 1987. Yeah. That explains a lot. Does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll find out when we talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, I got some stuff to say about this movie. <laughs> All right. Directed by Brian De Palma, starring Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, Robert De Niro. <laughs> no, every Scottish person hates us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Scottish, so. Um, Are you, though? It's in my blood. Did I said you were Irish. I'm Scottish and Irish. Scottish from my dad's side, Irish uh, from my mom's side. <laughs> that explains a lot, too. I guess. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, also stars uh, Andy Garcia, a um, couple other people, too. You know, Billy Drago. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy. Fuck you for not this knowing This is the only guys. movie I've really seen that guy in, so. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll okay. get to him when we yeah, get we'll to get him. Yeah, we'll get to him. So, yeah. All right, so, right off the gate... I love this the theme to this movie, the little the score behind it. Really? Yeah, love I it. Instantly thought the score was horrible. Really? <laughs> yes. It it felt like <laughs> I when when I put the DVD in right. Yeah. And I heard that music come on. I'm thinking, okay, this is just the music they use for the DVD menu. Nope. <laughs> this cannot be what the nope, music. No, that is the theme. <laughs> and it is. It's. That's where it seems like it should be. It should be a DVD menu. <laughs> like, you can put that on just about any DVD menu, and it'll sound yeah. correct. <laughs> I did not expect that to be the actual, like, score of the film. Really? Yeah. I loved it. Okay. I thought it fit, fit in with the old uh, gangster feel, 1920s, 30s. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a, a super dark, kind of upbeat, I guess. I, yeah, I, I thought it fit. It found, eh, not so upbeat, but... So, yeah, it was kind of upbeat, not too dark fit really good with the whole gangster mob organized crime vibe that we're getting towards here yeah i could kind of see that yeah. so, um and then after we get through the opening thing it was just all credits yeah, yeah it's it's straight up credits we haven't seen one of these in a while actually no yeah so that was kind of interesting maybe that was an 80s thing i don't know yeah early 80s to mid to late 80s to, to early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. <laughs> so I could probably just said early 80s to early 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole decade there. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of got away from that, though. Yeah. Now it's all cold opens with fucking 
16 minute opens and then we get to credits. Yeah. <laughs> Better than some movies that don't even have a title screen. Have we done one of them yet? Mm, not yet today. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. So we get this kind of really, really nice shot. This no. beginning shot I really liked because. Well, before, after the text, right? Yeah, after yeah. the Untouchables yeah, shows the on text screen. Gives you a little <coughs> info about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And we got this, uh, like, downward shot looking down. And you kind of see Capone there getting, like, shaved up or whatever, surrounded by goons. Yeah, and this really, really nice, fancy barbershop. And the attention to detail here is, you know, top-notch. Like, reading some of the fun facts. I mean, I'll do some later, but, like, some of the actual cologne bottles in here yeah. and shaving equipment were actually the real Al Capones. So, so real Al Capone cologne. Capone cologne, yeah, <laughs> say that fast. But he's being interviewed, and... I, I noticed right off the bat, holy Trump mannerisms. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, like the way he talks and what he does with his hands. Like, I wonder if Trump was like, you know, you know, an homage to Capone during his campaign. I'm, I'm sure he like watches this movie <laughs> and, and like off. thinks he's Capone and <laughs> Ness at the same time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, during his interview, he gets nicked a little by the barber and everybody's like, <gasps> And I totally, at this point, I was expecting a death. Yeah. Like, like right, right Like the him bat. to just finger snap and be like, hey, take care of this asshole. Bring him up back. But Break nope. some knees. Nothing happens. I mean, he's, he's trying to promote and talk about how his business, he's like, he's telling the reporter, hey, everything I do is totally straight line. You know? Legit. Legit. Nothing illegal happens. Yeah, no violence. <coughs> bullshit. <laughs> you didn't sound like you had something in your throat there. Yeah, sorry, I didn't quite get that. It's total bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Our next scene, we see this little girl. She goes into this bar, store? Say, yeah, slash general store. Yeah. I guess it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we got this guy, he's uh, like, you know, you buy the stuff, we sell it. And he's like, we're not going to buy it. Nah. Well, she like, was booze. Yeah. You know. It's prohibition. Yeah. So. so, guy walks out, and then little girl's standing there. And I don't know what they were pouring into that little container, if it was, like, beer for her mom or something. It is something. But it was straight out of the tap. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't... Well, I mean, if it's prohibition, the tap wouldn't be beer then, so... Yeah, well, soda? Who the fuck Maybe puts soda, soda in a fucking coffee can? Ginger soda? I don't know. Yeah, um, it's fucking knows? weird. But she sees this guy fiddling with his uh, briefcase yep. and then just takes off. Yep. And she's all like, hey, mister, you forgot your... Hey, mister. <laughs> <laughs> It was a bomb. Yeah, so, it just yeah. blows the shit out of her. And, and she was like point blank on this. Oh, so. I know. And you're just like, oh, oh no. Oh, poor girl. Yeah, and the other half of you were like, yes. Because <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we uh, we see our protagonist, uh, Elian Ness, played by Kevin Costner. Yeah. Just He's kind of do a nice pan shot through the house. Yep. He's reading the paper and seeing the story about the little girl being being blown up and uh, his wife makes him his lunch you know sends him on his way he's heading to the first day of his new job he is he's uh, a treasury officer yep but he's been reassigned to uh, head this new group to combat the illegal prohibition activity in Chicago yeah which was a huge thing back shit Chicago (laughs) sorry come on now Uh, (laughs) just yeah, forewarned everybody, this movie it. takes place in Chicago, so Gavin is about to just open up a whole can of shit talk on him. So Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. So More and than I, likely. I will do my best to defend. So mm. and uh so he meets the crew. He really has no idea kinda what he's doing. He's not an officer. He's not a cop. 
No, he's just like a group leader. Yeah. Essentially. So, he starts getting, he gets a tip from one of their informants that there's this huge import of Canadian whiskey. Yeah, that's good tonight. stuff. Yeah. Unless it's American or Scottish or <laughs> Irish. <laughs> so. But Canadian's good, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is all, I mean, I basically think you're saying all whiskey's good, pretty much. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> okay. I like me booze. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm an alcoholic. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with a drink or two every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he's all gung-ho about this. He's like, you've got this tip. You know, you don't want to fucking double-check your sources there, pal? Yeah, he is super upbeat about it the whole yeah. time, too. He's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some good out there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to bust, you know. and yeah. they, is this thing. The sting. Is this where they have the fucking super awesome, like, bulldozer truck yeah yeah but before that he they they catch some like paparazzi guy like standing outside oh yeah and he's like okay i'm going to get my gun out and sneak up behind him yeah and press my gun against him i just love the paparazzi guys from the 30s like trying to be sneaky like there's no way you're sneaky with this giant flash bulb yeah, hanging off there's your no camera hell you're gonna get away with that <laughs> no it's not like today's guys where you can just like hide around a corner with a little camera no yeah. this is that's so funny about it so they go ram this door with this... Oh, yeah. This this fucking scene. I instantly thought, if there's anybody on the other side of that door, they are fucking oh, dead. they're toast. <laughs> they yeah. are about to go in and murder people. Yeah, like, that. this is like bulldozer on, you know, steroids, pretty much. Yeah, why would you do that, though? You're a police officer. That's like... Instead of kicking in the door, you decide to bazooka the door yeah. off the hinges. <laughs> if anyone's there, they're fucking dead. You're a murderer yeah. at that well, point. Not only that, like, what if this thing, you're, the shipment that you're going to bust is right on the other side of that and you just crash and spill it? Well, then they ruin it, which they're going to do anyways. Yeah. But but where's the evidence if all the booze spills out on the floor, you know? Yeah, I'm sure one bottle would survive. But it's like, maybe it's more about the waste of human life right, to yeah. me. I don't <laughs> Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. I don't think you should murder people to stop from getting booze in the country. Everybody's expendable. <laughs> there this are no this movie bystanders. took murdering very lightly. It did. I mean, we'll human life is not a fucking issue in oh, this. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, there's some pretty brutal scenes in this. But uh, they bust in. Yeah, there's all these crates with, you know, what they say they're... Maple leaves. Maple leaves on yeah. them. And they're like, oh, there's a whole shitload of them. Crack it open. So he brings guy. a paparazzi back, back and he's like, yep, this is when you're going to want a picture. I'm going to yep. be a badass right now. And he fucking axes one of the boxes and then pulls out what looks like a bottle. And it's actually just an Asian umbrella. Yep. <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> right then he snaps another picture. Yep. Like, gotcha. And instantly, you know, the next day the papers are just having a field day with yeah. him. Just, you know, ripping on him. And, and so are the fucking... <laughs> Oh, his the buddies, cops, yeah. yeah. All the other cops in the station are like, yeah, and he's all like, let's do some good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like a jackass. <laughs> I mean, look at this dumb bitch. And then he walks <laughs> through the fucking elevator. Oh, that's hilarious. But uh, he gets kind of down on himself, and that, that later that night he goes to out on the streets, and he meets... Well, he's on a bridge, which I really thought he was going to commit suicide. Yeah. I thought he was going to hop over that fucker. Well, this this is going to be a short film. Huh? Yeah, it's like, oh, and that's how it ended. Yeah, he's just contemplating his decisions in life, pretty much, and he meets Malone. Yeah, our English <laughs> Sean <Bobby>. Connery. <laughs> yeah. That's just what he felt like the whole time. He was This whole scene, he's just, like, walking around with his nightstick, twirling it, pretty much. Yeah, he doesn't look like a, a cop. He looks like he's... 
you know, I mean, the the police uniforms from way back then were different, obviously. But yeah, I agree with you. He looked more like an English Bobby. All he needed was that big, like, fucking weird looking helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Malone kind of tells him, you know, about some stuff and just goes on his way. Yeah. Just a tough, hard-nosed Chicago cop, I guess. Yeah, he's apparently like one of the good ones. Yep, I'm, I'm one of the ones that can't be bought. Yeah, you you gotta get that feeling right off yeah. the bat with him. He's a cop who knows his shit. Capone ends up seeing Ness in the paper, laughs, like, ah, what a fucking idiot. At their fancy hotel with yeah. hookers <laughs> <laughs> and blackjack. Except no blackjack. Just hookers. Just hookers. And booze. Because uh, they, they have this nice little Poland shot where you see this nice hotel, and it's like, oh, that, that looks like a nice place. And then it, you see up the stairs, you see all the goons in a fucking... Like half naked, fucking broad <laughs> at the top of the stairs, walking around with them. <laughs> like, oh. Now half naked or 1930s half naked? 1930s half naked, <laughs> yeah. of course. So, so still fully clothed as today's oh, yeah. standards. But it was bra, wearing yeah. a bra. Yeah, and you know some skimpy ass fucking bunch shit of floozies. That's what they call them back. Harlots, floozies, harlots. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, nightwalkers. <laughs> so we cut back to Ness at work the next day. The little girl that died in the bomb explosion. She visits him and just wants to say... Wait, what? <laughs> What'd you just say? The little girl's mom. Uh, it, it, I didn't hear mom at all. Oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> did I miss a whole ghost scene or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, the was... spirit of the little girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, the mother of the little girl visits him and says, thank you for the work you're this doing. This is all historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he just kind of like, he's like, thank you for fucking what? I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. And she's like, you're, you're, you're doing good. You're trying, whatever. Oh, yeah. He uh, he goes to visit Malone, Connery, Connery, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, and he asks for his help because he he sees it. You know, he's been on the yeah. the force for like a long time. It's like you're grizzled, you know your shit. I want you in this unit. Yeah. So he wants to smart start a small task force inside this little group he's already running. Um, Malone says no thanks. He's just gonna walk the beat. Because that's what he does. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. Well, the next day, the what is it? FBI that sends the accountant. I think so. Warrens or whatever. Yeah, Wallace. Wallace. There was. He meets Oscar Wallace the next day. Uh, What the hell's his name? Martin. Something. The actor. Charles Martin Smith. Is that the actor? Yeah. Okay. Little squirrely guy. Little squirrely fuck. He's a little accountant. You know, your typical little nerd. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) He's. The whole part of this is they, they want to bring down Capone, but they cannot track anything to, like, any of the murders or anything he's done. Yeah, they have no records of him doing anything yeah. wrong or taking any money that he's not supposed to or anything. Yeah, so uh, uh, Wallace says Capone hasn't paid taxes since 1926, yet he's, you know, living super lavishly. He's yeah. got to be pulling in some sort of income. Um, Malone shows up and takes... Just decides he wants to help. Yeah, so he takes him to the church... Tells him how to get Capone. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right here. Because this is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. The Chicago way. <laughs> elaborate on that. Please. I'm going to elaborate. Right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the best quote in the entire movie, <laughs> I am going to say verbatim right now. Chicago. <laughs> this place stinks like a whorehouse at low tide. <laughs> <laughs> Which could not be any more <laughs> accurate. <laughs> He has my heart after this point. He must I am okay with <laughs> everything that's happening after this. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm 
down. You got this head on, fucking, you know what you're talking about. It may stink, but something's keeping them there, though. So. They're probably nowhere else to go. There's a whole United States, man. Yeah. Canada. Mexico. He feels the same way about this place as I do. And why is he still there? Because it's awesome. Mm, I don't think so. He probably just lives next to the sewer plant down by Navy Pier. It stinks down there. It does. Or he's walked around Chicago ever. (laughs) Anywhere. (laughs) Or it's the 1930s and they probably don't have a good sanitation department yet. Which they still don't. (laughs) Which they still don't. In 2017. (laughs) The Chicago Parks District sucks. Uh, and I like even people from Chicago agree with me on that. So that it stinks like a whorehouse at Lowtown. No, <laughs> that the parks district is a shit. I mean, their parks are beautiful, but everything else in that city that they control is just bad. garbage. But that's a trash debatable fact. But anyways, <laughs> so they go and they need one more. Yeah, they're gonna start recruiting newbies. Yep. So, so they so. go get Stone from the academy. Yeah, they head to a shooting range, and Connery's all like, you know. Who are your best two consistent shots? Yep. And, and he has him walk up and he talks to him a little. Yeah, and the one Andy Garcia plays Stone is just like, you know, assassin pretty much. Yeah, he's badass. And yeah. it gets a little bit racist here. Oh, a little bit? Just a touch racist. Just a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I can't even, I don't even think I wrote it down because it it involves fucking Connery calling him a WAP pretty much. Yeah, a and, lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's... Andy Garcia's name is Stone, but it's not his real name. It's yeah, Giuseppe, it. Giuseppe Petri. He was a, an Italian guy who wants to join the force for some reason. So. Yeah, he wants to be a cop. Yeah. So, But they're like, oh, he's a good shot. We need him. Whatever. Yeah. So they yeah. argue a little bit, and he's like, I like this guy. Yeah. He's a tough-nosed kid. So they need one more dude. They want to get a group of four together. They need one more guy, and then Wallace walks in. Yeah, the nerd. Yep. Fucking nerd. Here you go. Give him a gun. <laughs> we got four. You got a badge? Carry a shotgun. Yep, here you go. And they instantly, like, you're like, oh, they're going to go do shit now. Yeah, it's like they oh. had no planning whatsoever. No, okay, cool. Follow the old guy. <laughs> Let's he, immediately he, go do this. <laughs> we're going to trust this 70-year-old man? You sure? Yeah. We Have we checked him for dementia or anything yet? <laughs> he might be crazy. Nope, okay, here we go. Cool. He's off his meds. Just follow <laughs> along. <laughs> so they head to the post office. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I like how just casually they sh- stroll down the streets with shotguns. Yeah, even through the police office. You, yeah. I mean, nowadays you got to check a weapon, you got to do all this fucking oh, yeah. paperwork and shit. They're just walking around with fucking yeah. even loaded the one, shotguns. The one captain was like, Jimmy, where are you going? He's like, got work to do. I'm working, shut up. Yeah. And just lets him go. And they're just like, just all insanity. right, cool. <laughs> it's the 30s, whatever. No. Yeah, no Anyways. one had a cell phone to call the police. So. Yeah. So they there go. were no body cameras. <laughs> no matter <laughs> they who go. they shot, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they go into the post office. Would have been great if he just went on some like senile fucking rampage oh, yeah. and just started shooting up like a fucking orphanage or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a huge racist thing. We gotta get them damn Italians. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I thought we were going <laughs> oh, after <whoa>. booze. <laughs> booze. No, no, forget the booze. There's bigger <laughs> things to worry about. <laughs> they go in and it's basically like we know where the booze is. You know, it's not it's not a secret, yeah. really. And he's all like, are, are you sure you're ready to do this? Then let's fucking do this. Yeah, so they bust open the door. <laughs> a door that has the cheapest made sign on here is like, there's nothing in here, go <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> Pretty much, so. Please do not be cops and come in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they bust in, it's 
not a post office. It's a huge fucking warehouse of fucking yeah. illegal booze. and There's all kinds of fucking hooch. Fires are shot, and he's like, you're all under arrest. This is a sting. Yeah, which four guys arresting the, like, 60 <laughs> dudes working there. Everybody's like, oh, shit, there's four guns for 70 of us. Better put our hands up. Yeah, I'm sure we don't have any, you know, weapons hidden in this illegal no, booze factory. No, never. And the one fat, like, guy who's running is like, hey, what's you going on? You can't do this. Where's your warrant? Yeah, I got a warrant, and just fucking... Hits him with the butt Gut of the punch. gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can totally tell, though, in this scene, how his voice was recorded in a studio. Who's? The guy that they... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ADR'd all hardcore. Oh, yeah. Way, way hardcore. So, after that, they go have a nice dinner. And this is a nice, circular, roving shot of them around the table. Well, this is... Uh, do we skip over the Capone talking about baseball, his favorite game? Pretty sure nope, that was next. Nope. That's it. They have a short little dinner, and then we get to Capone playing baseball. Trust me, okay. I, we, I'm not forgetting that scene. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. They just have a nice little dinner, and then the paparazzi dude shows up and takes a picture. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm sure this picture is somewhere. The oh one yeah. That looks similar to it, you know. Oh, the for sure. People. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it, they never make a note of that that this is based on true events. Yeah. So there really was a, a group called the Untouchables and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is interesting why they never put that in the beginning based on true events or based on a true story or anything. It wasn't that important back in the 80s. I guess. I guess not. So, But yeah, shortly after this, Capone is having this fucking fancy dinner. Yeah, with all his fucking goons. and Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand because the, the four of them just had a small circular table dinner and then he's at this huge, like, 40-person yeah. table dinner. And he's talking about baseball. How he loves baseball. And he has a baseball bat. Yeah, he's got a bat. I have no idea what's going to happen next. No, not at all. They're going to play a game in there. I mean, it's a pretty big room. Yeah. You throw me a pitch, hey. Whenever I talk about baseball, I like to be carrying a bat with me. Yeah. So. And uh, basically, somebody in this group is kind of, you know. Well, it's the fat guy who fucking was at the post office brewery. Just gets his skull bashed in. Yeah, just bludgeons the shit out of him. And everybody's just like, oh, shit. This is happening. All right. And yeah, then... Just, uh, the scene was really quick. I mean, yeah, but it's brutal because the at, leaving the scene, you just a panning up shot, right? Yeah, and the pool of blood just growing and growing yeah. and growing on the table. So he's uh, Capone's got a little temper. Gee, think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then, uh, what? John O'Shea stops by to congratulate Ness. Yeah, and try and bribe him. Yeah, and tries to bribe him much, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, does the old envelope on the table. Yep. And he's like, no. And then he, he utters the word, you guys think you're untouchable, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 there it is, yeah. <laughs> so he gets visit. He goes home, gets a visit. There's from, a guy out there. Yep. Just on the street in the car being like, oh, is that your house? Your family live there? Yeah. <laughs> How's your daughter? <laughs> oh, okay. And it's Billy fucking Drago. Yeah, I this is the only movie I know this That's guy from, great. I think, so. you, you don't have to say it every time. I'm trying to think. I'm just f- letting you know. It's Billy fucking Drago. Okay. Good for Billy Drago. I'm just trying to remember what his actual character's name was. I think it started with H Frank or something. Frank Nitty. Nitty. Yeah, Frank Nitty. Right. That's right. Um, he's basically... An assassin. Yeah. Capone's like top. Yeah. You know. Need somebody taken care of? Call Nitty. But uh, it's when now Ness is like, okay, my family's in danger. My wife's pregnant. Yeah. So he pretty much sends his family away. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, honey. And the game does it all covertly. Like has a cop like switching a fucking 
civilian clothes and yeah. take them to the station, and from there they're going somewhere else. So he's got a lot of street smarts. <clears throat> well, he's not yeah. a fucking moron. Right, but for somebody coming from somebody who's been, you know, a pencil pusher desk job, he's picked up a lot of shit. Well, when quick. your family gets threatened at your home, you, you usually think, maybe get the family out of the home. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, the little things like that, like, the, the guy actually shows up dressed in cop uniform, and he's instantly like, we need to get you out of this, you know. Yeah. It's a little street smarts. But anyways. Eh. The gang regroups outside his house, and they, you know, start talking. Their best bet is to get Capone on his tax evasion charges. There's nothing linking him to any murders or anything. This is the most concrete evidence they can get on him. In a cheap sense, like, we'll, you know, nail him for something, you know, small. But they, uh, head to Canada. Yeah, well, the border. The border, yeah. They decide to do another raid, and they're working with the Mounties this time. Yeah. So. There's this huge international shipment coming in. Um, they hole up in this little cabin. Which, uh, at this point, I wrote down, cops use Tommy guns? Question mark? Apparently. Which I looked up, because I had to stop the movie at this point <clears throat> and go back and do the research on this. Yeah. And there are very few instances of Chicago PD using Tommy guns, mm-hmm. but none of them had to do with Al Capone. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So this isn't entirely... So this is thing. false. <laughs> Whole movie's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, when they needed heavy firepower, yeah, you know. Yeah. Whip out the Tommy gun, so... But I guess, like, the Chicago PD ordered a bunch and then ended up sending a shit ton of them back. Oh. Not because they didn't work, but because... There's no need for them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, they're basically... The Mounties are coming from the Canada Canadian side, you know. They're waiting on the U.S. side. There's a deal going to go down on the bridge. They're supposed to wait until the meeting happens. Which and, it does. Uh, Cars pull up. Yep. Gangsters get out. And they're supposed to wait to give the signal to the Canadians to let them move in. Yeah. And the Canadians are all just like, yeah, fuck this shit. Let's go, go, go. Stupid they're all Canadian. like, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> fucking from the Canada side. You're like, God, stupid fucking Canadians. Yeah. God. So they do a raid on horseback. <laughs> yeah. And these guys have cars. And they're yeah. all like, oh, shit. Come on, guys. Let's go. You guys have motor vehicles. Granted, 30s, they're a little slower. Mm. I think they can outrun a horse. Uh, maybe. Maybe? I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. Those cars, I mean, they don't top out that, that much. That's true. They're not rat rods. They're I know, but they're all <laughs> scrambling like, what do we do? What do we do? Get back in your fucking cars, you morons. So, and that's when the the, the, the untouchables, the posse, you know, moves in. Yeah. Take care of business. Which one? Stone gets shot? Yeah. Stone takes a hit. He's all right. And at that point, Wallace, right? Oh, yeah, the Wallace nerd. just fucking goes... Nerd goes ape shit and just oh, starts yeah. murdering people left and right. Oh, yeah. And at this point, I wrote down, they really make it seem fun to kill people. Oh, yeah. He's like, ah, this is a gun. Yeah, ha this is so easy. I'm killing everybody. Yeah, they make it seem fun and yeah. exciting, which I thought was, it was almost like upbeat when they were killing these people. Yeah. <laughs> which shouldn't really be... <laughs> You shouldn't make it upbeat while you're murdering people. Yeah, the music people. behind it was like... Da, 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 yeah. It's like Indiana Jones yeah, fucking pretty upbeat much. fucking... Yeah, all right, let's go, guys. Yeah. And murder. Shooting holes in people. Rooting families. Yeah. They expected like a musical number to break out. Like, we're murdering <laughs> bad guys on a bridge. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Just <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but um, Elliot is forced to chase this guy into the into the cabin. And tells him to put his gun down. He doesn't, so he immediately murders him. Yep, he's forced to shoot him. Yeah. So. But they did actually catch one guy, and they bring him to the house, and they try to question him. Which was him. the main guy they wanted to catch anyways. Yeah. He's like the 
bookkeeper. The, or one, yeah, like one of the bookkeepers. So, yeah. Um, they start to question him, trying to get some info from him, but he's just a fucking piece of shit head. You know, doesn't want to talk. Yeah. So, Malone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, no respect for the dead. He's, uh, you know, playing bad cop, obviously. Yeah. And he, the rest of the cops drag him off, and he goes out, and he sees the dead body laying there. Yep. So he, like, picks it up and puts it against the window. He's like, oh, you don't want to talk? Yeah, making, like, the bodies alive. Yeah. And the banker's watching this, or the bookkeeper's watching this, just and they like, just blows his fucking brain yeah. out. <laughs> He's like, oh, your family's not going to have a good funeral now. Nope. For, you were just regularly dead there from a small gunshot wound, and then no, Malone's extra like... extra dead. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. And then the bookkeeper's like, okay, okay, I'll fucking talk. I'll give you anything you want. Anything you want, you know. Yeah, I wrote down, Malone kills the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. So Capone finds out about this. And goes on a fucking rant. Which is a famous rant. Yeah. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. Ground. And I'll sew him over and I'll piss on the ashes. I want him finished, you know. And, again, the mannerisms with his hand. Fucking Trump. Watch this movie and see see the similarities between this and Trump. It's incredible. So, after that, Ness's wife has... Squirts out a baby. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> a little sound effect for you. I'm pretty sure that's what it sounded like. Yep. <laughs> no crying, no doctor saying push, just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and baby. Uh, they Moving a, along. Yeah. They, they have a subpoena. For uh, tax evasion yep. for a uh, bone. Yep. Yeah. Wallace uh, is going to move the dude from the bust down to the somewhere. Yeah, they just He's had to move him somewhere. Yeah. Um, takes him on the elevator. And the cop running the elevator is fucking is Billy Drago. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frank Nitty. He uh, just turns around, blasts the banker in the face, or the yep. bookkeeper. Well, you don't see it. You just see him turn around, and you see Gunshot. Wallace just go, <gasps> yep, and yeah. you hear the shot, and people are like, what the fuck was that? And, they rush and then he down. turns the gun immediately to fucking... Yep. So they go, yeah. the captain looks out the window and sees that... Oh, there's a dead cop outside. That was the cop that was supposed to be escorting him. Oh, no, this is normal. Oh, shit. (laughs) There goes Billy Drago. Yep. Anyways. (laughs) So, Ness and uh, Malone go down to the elevator. Fucking nerd is dead. Nerd is dead, hung, and the word... What a dork. Couldn't even stay alive. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerd. But the word touchable is written in blood on the side of the elevator. So this is just a fucking brutal ass scene. Yeah, he took a lot of time on this. And he didn't have much time. He didn't time. have much time, so he's... <laughs> bravo, he's a quick he worker. He works quick, yeah. yeah. So. I'm going to hang the body up real quick. And, you know, yeah. Maybe pull his dick out and <laughs> make it look like he has a thumb in his ass, and then I'll put touchables <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> so, Nessa... Nessa's had at this point. He goes, like, goes to confront Capone at his hotel and nearly gets killed. Like... Yeah. Capone's guys easily could have, you know, took him out and nobody would have noticed. Yeah, Even they in this crowded hotel. Could have like, just finished it up right there. Yeah, they could have. Like, he, he goes to pull his gun, and then Capone's got, like, 17 guys that just pull out their gun. Yeah. Like, you really want to fucking do that, dumbass? <laughs> so, uh, they go regroup, regroup at home, find out that the uh, district attorney is going to drop the case. Yeah. I, he's probably been bribed. You did skip over the part where uh, where Malone gets confronted by that one cop who's just like, just leave it alone. Be done yeah. with it. 
tries to talk him out of it. Oh, okay. I don't think I wrote that down. Yeah, which okay. he ended up going to see that guy coming up next. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Malone visits police chief, yeah. Yeah. He needs his help. No, they got to find his actual bookkeeper. Yeah. Because um. <clears throat> that was like a, the oh, captain was yeah. kind of his informant, kind of. What's that? The captain was kind of his semi-informant a little bit. Who's informant? Malone's. Because Malone kept getting this information. Well, it seemed like he was totally in with Al Capone. Yeah. And then he was giving Malone... Like, little bits of information, but nothing yeah, important. Right. And then he's, like, trying to get him to back off. Yeah. He's corrupt as shit. You oh, know? for sure. Like, that, 90% of the police force is corrupt. It still is to this day. Well, especially in Chicago. <laughs> I mean... Because they're all garbage people. <laughs> you're making it hard to defend him sometimes, you know? But it's not that hard to point out the facts. They're garbage people. <laughs> still lovely place. So, yeah, he goes to talk to the captain. He needs to get the bookkeeper. And then, old guy, five! Yeah. <laughs> were they, weren't they both, like, semi-drunk, too? I don't, or am I just I don't not think, remembering Yeah, I don't that think right. they were drunk. But, yeah. But they were definitely old. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. Just old, fucking slow. It's it's Bare hilarious. And just punching nuts and fucking... <laughs> Come on, you fucking bastard. <laughs> so, uh, but then we cut over to Capone. He's at the opera talking to the press. Yep. About how, you know... He's like, see, I told you, I'm all good. No, nobody can yeah. get me. Nothing. <laughs> I'm evil, and I beat this rap. Yeah. <laughs> so, the hitmen go to Malone's. It w- this wasn't Nitty, though, was it? it yeah. Was, it well, it was, was. A, it was a thug. Yeah. Which, okay, on a beat cop salary, how does fucking Malone have, like, a six-room fucking apartment? I know, right? I was like, how many rooms is he going this is like a huge fucking place. He's getting a hell of raise every year, dude. Yeah. How do you yeah. pay for that? Big in, ass in a place. shithole like Chicago, <laughs> where the r- prices Rent's are cheap. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I'm sure it's like ridiculously probably where he lived. It's probably Chicago. where he lived. Probably was, but um, th- I really like this scene because it's first person view. Oh, of the, of the thug, thug like wandering bring, through yep, the house. Yeah, total first person view. Like it reminded me, like if you the original Doom. Like that kind of view, just the way the camera moved and stuff. It yeah. was really, really cool. Um, Malone knows he's there. So he, like, turns around with a double barrel. And I love this line. Get out of here, you dago bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, kicks him out the door. And as soon as he steps out the door, he looks up, and there's Nitty on the fire escape and just fucking lays into him. Yeah, didn't he say gun. just like a wop to bring a knife to a yep. gunfight? <laughs> just like a wop to bring a knife to a gunfight. Get out of here, you dago bastard. Yeah, so then he goes out the door and then he fucking fills him with Looks holes. <laughs> yeah. And fucking champ, he survives a long ass oh, fucking yeah. time. He crawls to the fucking <laughs> other got, side like, of his mansion apartment. <laughs> 30 bullet holes in him pretty much. Ness goes right to Malone as soon as he hears. Yeah, he finds him. He's Laying almost there. dead. Almost dead, yeah. There's a trail of blood through the entire apartment of him yeah. just dragging Six himself. Six rooms past the fucking ballroom and the piano hall and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> through the 20-guard oh, garage. Oh, wait, maybe he went in the bowling alley. <laughs> nope, okay. Oh, yeah, we're following that trail of blood. Anyway. It's fucking insane. <laughs> so... Uh, I had a one-room fucking apartment in fucking L.A. that was $800. <laughs> yeah, I would love to research that what that kind of apartment would have cost back in the 30s. Well, I'm sure it was like a nickel and a fucking blowjob or on some a, shit. Yeah, on a beat cop salary, though. Oh. He might have been taking bribes. Maybe a full somebody. dollar and a jaunty tune. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my right time. You got a yeah. month's rent, sir. <laughs> Get in. It just gets me every time. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Ness is like thinking that 
Malone's pointing at some shit. He's like, oh, you want your, your call box key or whatever and your medal? And he's like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> the paper. With the shit written on it. That's going to get stained in blood now. Yeah, it's, which he crumples the shit as yeah. he grabs it. I was like, why a, do you hand it to the <laughs> dying guy covered in blood? <laughs> Let me ruin this evidence yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a train schedule, and yeah. it's basically Malone's dying thing is telling him, the bookkeeper is on this train. Yeah. Go. What will you do? Which has been a theme yep. throughout his dying oh. words. Were, uh, what, what will you do? What are you going to do about it? Or... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you're going to be a good cop? Well, what are you going to do I, once you can't be a good cop? Yeah. You know? Yeah, his whole thing, the whole movie was about, you know, Ness was trying to do everything by the book, and Malone was like, you can't do everything by the book. Yeah, you you got to break some rules, you know. Sack up and do some shit. Crack some skulls, whatever. So Malone, they go to the train station. Malone dies. Sad point. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought he survived. No, yeah. obviously. Fucking <laughs> just he had a million bullets in him. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on at the train station. <laughs> this is a very iconic scene. It is. It's it, maybe I've, to you. I've seen it talked about. You know, it's. I've it's seen one it of the most once. memorable scenes from this movie. It is. Okay, I've seen it once. Okay, I just know this is when <laughs> that people, was last night. <laughs> when people think about the Untouchables, they think of Capone bashing that dude's head in with the bat, and this scene, because it's it's yeah, there's it's, way more memorable scenes than that though. I, I know, don't. but this one is so unique. I guess. I okay, well, but go anyways, on. he's at the train station. No music is happening behind it, you know. No. Just keep it nice, eerie, quiet. This woman comes in with a stroller and her crying-ass baby, and she's got to haul this baby up the fucking stairs. Nobody stops to help her, whatever. Um, And it's taking fucking forever. Yeah, and Ness is like, God damn it, shut that fucking kid up. I'm here to do something, you know. Yeah, I'm just standing up here with my shotgun. Yeah. In the open. Yep. (laughs) He's looking around, waiting for the bookkeeper. Um... All of a sudden, these fucking Goomba goons show up. Like Some four Goomba or five goons. Goomba goons. <laughs> That's what I've written down. Uh, they protect this bookkeeper, Payne, is his name. Yeah. He walks in, and good well, guy. Well, at this point, fucking Ness, Ness is like half to, helping out this lady. Yeah, he couldn't just fucking leave it alone. He has to fucking go down there and help drag yeah. this fucking cart up. He's got the baby all the way up to the top. And then the bookkeeper comes in. So he immediately pulls out his shotgun and yep. starts blasting. <laughs> yep. And is it him that bumps the k- stroller? Yep. Yeah. As he's turning to shoot another dude, he bumps the stroller yep. down so the stairs. So the stroller just goes... And this is a slow-mo shootout now. Yeah. As the baby goes rolling down the steps. Stone is there, too. I forgot we didn't mention that, but... Well, he was went further ahead. Yeah. But uh, a really nice slow-mo, you know... Action shot, whatever. Yeah. Stone swipes in at the very last second, saves the baby. Yep. And one of the goons holds a bookkeeper at gunpoint. Says, I'm going to kill him yeah. if you don't let us both go. Yeah. And Stone, just badass, holding well, the Ness stroller. is like, you got him? He's, He's like, like, yep. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> like, <just> take him. <laughs> Boom. Takes fucking headshot. <laughs> awesome. Just so badass. Like, I'm going to hold a baby and laying on my back take out a guy yeah that baby's fuck. ears are probably destroyed <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure with all the fucking gunshots going on <laughs> it's yes. never gonna hear again yeah so we go to court now the bookkeeper is testifying against capone capone's he's know, cool with it yeah he's smiling mm-hmm. happy i get this you know typical trump style whatever yeah Capone's goon, Nitty, gets escorted out because ness sees he has a gun yeah in a courtroom yeah has a fucking gun on him yep because ness is you know goes out talks to him and he's pissed because he sees this little matchbook that has Malone's address on it. Yeah. So he knows this is the guy that took out Malone. Yeah. Um, 
Nitty talks some shit. Gets his gun. Yep. They go on a chase. Yeah. And this this is a little bit of a long, dragged out gunfight and chase. Yeah, it is. And it gets to the point where fucking Ness gets Drago. And he's like, okay, you're going. And that's Drago's all like, oh, good, rest me. Yeah. And then I'll be laughing once I beat this rap and shit. Yep. And then Ness murders (laughs) Drago. He does. By throwing him off a fucking roof. Ness is like, I've had enough of this good guy crap. You know, I'm fucking tossing you off this roof. He murders a human being by throwing him off a roof. Fuck it. I want to know if this is historically accurate. During Al Capone's case in trial, (laughs) did he murder someone on the roof? I don't know. We'll We'll look into it. Because it's badass. Like, it's, is it? To me, it is. He's like, a monster. I mean, he's born and raised in Chicago, so that makes sense. <laughs> but but it's, it's it's that breaking point that, you know, it. he finally reaches it, you know. Yeah. But that goes you know, against Two of his friends everything. died. You know, he, he's got, he's finally got the guy he's trying to get, and he's probably going to get off, and you're going to keep talking shit, and you're like, that's it, I've had it. I'm sick of being a fucking good so guy. So murder. This... This asshole murdered my friend. I just hope he's not a religious man. Because <laughs> he's going to hell after that. You oh, murdered probably. someone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was fucking badass as he taught. The scene, the whole way the scene shot is really pretty yeah. cool. Just throws him off. It was funny because uh, Drago's all like, yeah, fucking Malone squealed like a pig when he was dying. Yeah. And then he throws him off the building and Drago's screaming. He's like, is that how it sounded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. So then Ness goes and talks to the judge. Yep, talks to the judge and shows him that the jury has been bribed yeah. by Capone. So the judge is like, yeah, whatever. Then Ness uh, talks some sense into him. Which they don't show. No. They're just like, everyone else get out. I'm going to talk to this judge, which I'm gr- guessing he like squeezed his balls into. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> no. Well, they say why. And if you caught that. I'll get to it here in a second. Probably. But he goes in, switches juries. Yeah. And Capone's lawyer is like, we'd like to rescind our not guilty plea for a guilty plea. Yeah. And it's just fucking bedlam. And Capone ends up going away for 11 years. Basically, what had happened when Ness talk, spoke to the judge himself, told the judge, he's like, yo, your name's on that bribe oh, list, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, okay. The judge is like, Even all right, yeah, let's get a new jury <laughs> here. Okay, sure. And Ness goes... Everyone kind of goes their separate ways. Yeah, he's looking at mementos. He gives... Give Stone Malone's key box key and uh, yeah, you'd want his, a cop to have it. Yep, his medallion, and he kind of you know moves on to bigger, better things, I guess. Yeah, hmm. the end. That's how it ends. Yep, that's yeah. the Untouchables. That is the Untouchables. That is, except for two of them are very touchable. Yep, they were. Hmm. So I guess I'll go first. Yeah, take it. All right, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It was good. It had a very classic feel to it, mm-hmm. and I love you know period pieces like this, where they just go balls out and fucking. Like I said, the set dressing was great. Amazing. Story was good. Soundtrack was really, like, video gamey <laughs> to me. Yeah, I can see that. It's 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 an 80s take on 1930s music, I think. It's not, it doesn't even feel like 1930s. I love 1930s music. <coughs> oh, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> same, same. But this just didn't... It misplaced it for me. Okay. There were scenes where the music was too jaunty. When it should have been fucking depressing. There's scenes yeah. where music was felt like a video game boss when fucking <laughs> people are dying. I it just that's again that's where I think you know I'll, I'll talk about it. My review. The soundtrack yeah. really threw me off. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> that kind of brought it down a little bit for me. Um, I'm 
at a six or a seven right now. I think I'm gonna land on a six. Oh, it's okay. it's worth a watch right. for sure. It's fun, but it, I just have some personal issues with it. I guess. Okay. So fair enough. You know, hey. Yeah, six, six out of ten. Alrighty, I'm gonna be a little higher. I really enjoy this movie. You know, I I, Javin, you know me. All my friends know me. I love mob, mafia, organized yeah. crime shit. This whole area, I love. Um, so it's right up my alley. I. I agree with you a little on the soundtrack, how it might not fit, but again, it's the 80s, so I think that the, mm. that 80s music mentality is kind of involved in this. I have a feeling if this was done, like, in the 2000s or anything, they might put a little more emphasis on getting the right music for it. Yeah. But, well, I'd hope uh, so. Yeah. Very well ask, act, acted, and I'm, I always forget that Brian De Palma did this, because... He's pretty underrated, if you ask me. He's done a lot of good films. Yeah, I recognize yeah. the name off the bat, yeah. and I can't even think of what other ones. Scarface. Oh, okay. Any Given Sunday. There you go. Yeah, he's done a lot of good films, So, and this is right up there with him. Um, it's I highly recommend checking it out. It, it's, it won a couple of Oscars. Sean Connery won Best Supporting Actor for this. So, okay. Um, and I'm you know, highly going to recommend it. I'm going to land on an 8. All right. There's some better you know, mob movies out there, definitely, oh, yeah. but this sure. one is greatly in the mix when you're talking about good ones so yeah i'm gonna land on an eight imdb gives it a 7.9 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes certified fresh 80 percent audience score 89 percent so well loved all around the board all right all right try and give you a few fun facts here there's a bunch of them so i'll just give you a couple um Robert De Niro tracked down Al Capone's original tailors and had them make him some identical clothing for the movie. Nice. So That's pretty uh, cool. And not only that, he insisted on wearing the same style of silk underwear that Capone wore. Well, if you're going to go, go all out, right? Yeah, so yeah. method actor to the T right there. Um, or you just have, like, unlimited budget and yeah, <laughs> can afford really nice clothes. So. Yeah, why don't you give me the underwear, too? <laughs> I could use some socks as well. <laughs> Um, Albert H. Wolf, the last survivor of the real-life Untouchables, was a consultant to this film and helped Costner in his portrayal of Elliot Ness. Okay. So the fact that they got you know the real, the yeah. real-life one to help out kind of helps you know with the historical ac- accuracy on this. So um, this one's funny. Brian De Palma met Bob Hoskins over a drink in Los Angeles to discuss playing Al Capone for this role. That would have been fucking awesome, right? But, but De Palma's first choice was De Niro. De, De Niro had not committed to it yet so he was looking for you know backups oh um, I wish it would have been Bob Hoskins yeah the funny part is when Nero accepted De Palma sent Hoskins a thank you note and the studio paid Hoskins who had a pay or play deal 20,000 pounds Hoskins called De Palma and asked if there were any more movies he did not want him to be in <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so, um, let me see there's one other one I saw here Ness never took any bribes from this the real Ness he was off like the, the story was Capone relieve him too $2,000 every day on his desk, and he never took any of it. Okay. And he ended up fucking dying broke. Yeah. That's so, what happens. Yeah. And he was pretty much forgot about when he died in 1957. Like, no newspapers covered any of his death. His, <laughs> his you know, heroic, you know, mindset was totally forgotten about at the time of his death. So. It's as if fame isn't important. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought? <laughs> Who would have known? But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. There, like I said, there's tons more out yeah. about this movie. It's you know, it's we're running on time. So, here, yeah, so. we're running high on time here. So we're gonna take a quick break here, and we'll be back with uh, some wild, crazy, just the B set. Just the B set. Yeah. Stay tuned. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MFAB Podcast. Yeah. I'm Gavin, and with me as always... Aaron. And we're on the B-side. 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 Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about the B-side movie. Yeah, the B-side movie. Which is a phenomenal piece of work. Yeah, some people might say that. It is a masterpiece. <clears throat> mm. I mean, I don't often use the words tour de force. Is that a furlong <laughs> in it? Because <laughs> that's the only time you do. You're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's hiding in the background somewhere. <laughs> He's one of the Asian schoolgirls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You can tell it's him by the jean jacket. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Uh, uh, today's B-side movie is 2015's Tag. Tag. Directed by Sion Sono. Starring Reina Trendel, Mariko Shinoda, and Irina Mano. All perfectly said. Yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so this is a movie that's on Netflix right now. Yep. Hopefully still. That is where we discovered it. Yeah. Gavin discovered it. And it should be watched. So we're just going to get right into it. And yep. the first my first note I got on this is Okay, a lot of okay, a lot of my notes have big question marks at the end of <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many times I wrote down what the fuck. Yeah. So my so. first note is uh Universal Studios? Really? Opening opening. I credits. must have missed that. Universal. <laughs> Holy shit, I must have missed that. No. Question marks? <laughs> wow. So yeah. yeah. That kinda that kinda threw me off. I I had watched this twice. I watched it a while ago and then suggested it and then because this is a untouchable slash tag. That's why we did this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. That's uh, Aaron's genius right there. Yeah, it is. Shining through. <laughs> so so this uh, this this movie starts out with, uh, I, they're either drone shots or helicopter shots. But there's a lot of them, and they're nicely done. I think they're drone shots. It's one or the other. Because I mean, that this opening scene here, when they're on the driving through the woods, it's going to be hard to do a copter shot like that. I mean, this is all the trees. Almost exactly what the beginning of Evil Dead 1 looks like. I'm trying to remember that. It's literally the same, like, road and surrounded by woods. Okay. Chopper shot that they used Starting back to come then. back to me. Because they didn't have drones back then. So. Well, yeah. Okay. So that's why I think it could be a chopper shot. Anyways, there's two school buses yeah. going on a trip. Fold with schoolgirls. Yeah, Asian schoolgirls. Yeah. Tons of them. Such a lovely day. Everything is great. And there's this nice little pillow fight. Yeah, slow-mo pillow fight. Our main awesome. character, Mitsuko. Mis- M- Mitsuko? Mits- Mitsuko? Looks like Mitsuko, <laughs> but they say Mitsuko. Yeah, Mitsuko or something. Mitsuko. Yeah, Mitsuko! We'll just, we'll just say Mitsi. Mitsuko! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's writing in her poem book, like she always does, classic Mitsuko. <laughs> classic Mitsuko, yeah. <laughs> and... You know, the everyone's having fun, yep. having a great time, and uh, she gets her pen knocked out of her yep. hand. You know, so she's got to pick it up. It's her favorite pen. Yep. You know? Let me get down on my knees and bend all the way down to get that. Yeah, and then she stops and really observes the pen because yeah. you know it brings back fond memories. I'm guessing. Yeah. And this is about three minutes into the movie. Yeah. And at this point, shit hits <laughs> the fan. We see the top of the first bus just kind of fly into the air and we're like yep. huh? what's going on the there? Fuck happened there and then everybody gets sliced in <laughs> half <laughs> just by some mysterious force just shing and just, then, yep and she's like 
stands up, up and there's just these half bodies with like little fountains of blood shooting up. And you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck out of nowhere? Yep. And she's instantly like, freaks out, you know. Yeah. Gets off the bus and starts running. Yeah. And she's kind of looking around and the fucking wind is cutting shit in half. Yeah. Which I don't know how you see the wind, but she can see the wind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is chopping down telephone poles. It's fucking... She runs into some people. She's like, run. Yep. Shit's gone bad. There's like a group of four people on a bike, and they're just like, la, 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 shing. Oh, fuck. Cuts them in half. <laughs> and she finds a group of just regular people, and they're like, she's like, you have to duck. And she ducks, and then they get shing, sliced in half. It's just insane. Yeah. Of cutting people in half. <clears throat> the gore like, is. Right off the bat. Yeah. The, the body count within five minutes of this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. And two busloads of girls and then a bunch of other ones yeah another eight people yeah no oh. she just goes running through the woods well she's running down the street and i don't know if you noticed this but one half of the screen was all winter and the other half was all like spring autumn no i didn't notice i didn't that. notice this till the second time i watched it. i was like huh. oh that's really cool it looks awesome hmm. no i didn't notice it, that. there's one side that's just all snow covered and hmm. the other side is like could be summer you know huh. no i didn't notice it it was really weird okay uh, yeah. so yeah she runs and she finds herself at a river of gore. Yep. Essentially. All her dead classmates. Just and cut in half bodies and uniforms everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she gets a clean uniform there, right? Yeah. Yep. Changes right away. And she wanders back to school. Yeah. Just keeps walking. Yeah. Gets to school. And everything is fucking normal. Yep. Not a problem. No mention of, she's like, have I always gone to this fucking school? What the hell is going on? And her best friend comes up. Yep. Aki. Aki, yep. And she's freaking out, you know. Yeah. Aki's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she tells her, you know. She's like, wow, that's weird. It must have been a crazy dream or something, yeah. you know. You're a nut job. <laughs> yeah, but you're still my friend. So. Yeah, you're still a best friend. And <clears throat> there's some very <clears throat> lesbian undertones going on oh, there, too. Oh, well, yeah, can, for sure. You can tell Aki wants to get in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even some of the other classmates are making jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, Takeo and Siri or whatever her Sir. name Sir? Yeah, because her life is so surreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the theme of this whole movie. Yeah. So, but uh, Aki's like, let's let's skip class. Let's go for a walk. And then here's like a fucking two-minute scene of Japanese schoolgirls giggling and running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they, uh, their gang is essentially formed as they go through the classes, and then they ditch school. Yeah. Very, uh... Friends-ish, upbeat kind oh, of yeah. fucking. <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> Except the music is nothing like oh, that. Oh no! But another, this is another one where the music bothered me. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they use a lot of the same fucking music, like mm-hmm. Untouchables did, and these were. I mean, it's along the same vein, but we'll get to that at the end, you know. Sure. But, so they run to a lake. Yep. And the music is really set in the mood at this point. Oh, like, like fun. Yeah. And like. You know, when you're a kid and, you know, the stand type shit, Stephen King's a stand, you know, the feeling you get when you watch that movie. Never seen it. Oh, you're a fucking piece of I've shit. I've had this discussion before. <laughs> I, I know, and I forget King every style. time, and you're just a <laughs> oh, horrible person. Let me think of well, another movie. Put like it on like the, the Sandlot. Okay. You know, the feeling you get when they're all mm. having, like, kid hijinks yeah. and fun. Oh, yeah. That's the feeling that it's just forcing down your throat. Yeah. You can really feel it, and it's crazy. And then Sarah is, what, talking about... Alternate universes. Yeah, multiverses. Yep. And, and 
how everything's like set in set in line, and you have to do something extremely drastic to bust out of that yeah. line or whatever. Yeah. And then she gets her vagina eaten by an alligator. Oh yeah. <laughs> fucking what did I have? She throws a rock to show the example of you know the ripple effect or whatever, and then fucking pussy eating alligator. <laughs> Just chomping the shit. Oh yeah. And then it cuts back because that yep. was in a different universe apparently mm-hmm. where that happened. Yep. And then we have another slow mo pillow fight. Yeah, because they find pillows. Yeah, there's down just by a the random lake tarp <laughs> with two pillows. Like, oh, look, there's like, a, there's like somebody. Hobos were probably fucking on those. <laughs> and you're oh, using it's them. just pillow fight with this jizz covered pillow from the hobos. There's probably AIDS all over it. Yeah. Oh, Christ. And the sir talks more about fate and destiny. Just some real, like, preachy bullshit, kind of. It's just. Well, yeah, it's. 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 Her it, character yeah. development. Yeah. So. Um, she talks about, you know, breaking fate by being spontaneous. And yeah, then and then all... she lifts her panties. Or yep. lifts her skirt. Yeah. There's a lot of upskirts in this. Yeah. Like, a lot. I was shocked, though, that there was no boobage in this movie. No boobage, no. Nope. But plenty of upskirts. And I would get to the scene with a lot of uh, half-naked. Yeah. But no boobage. So, really could have brought it up for me. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So, they head back to school. They arrive in class. Uh, Just Aki and Mitsuko are in a class. And there's a pillow just sitting on the floor. And Mitsuko picks it up. And Aki's like, here, throw it to me. She's like, okay. And like tosses it. And then the teacher <laughs> mini guns the shit out of the class. <laughs> Riddles the Just entire class. And you're like, what the what fuck is going on? And But everybody but Mitsuko gets hit. Yeah. Because like she's, you know, invincible apparently. Well, she's the main character. <laughs> and Mitsuko and the other girls start running and... It's not just that teacher. It's all the teachers are yeah, just every single straight. one of them have got like a assault rifle in one hand and a shotgun in the other. Oh yeah, there's one with a grenade launcher. Fucking <laughs> yeah, just murdering girls brutally. Like the gore and the CGI gore on some of this is, is really good. Yeah, they that's did something a, I did enjoy. They did about an amazing this. job yeah. on that. I was very disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> like how Mitsuko and this one girl are trying to get out of this class after one teacher fell him. She's like, go, 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 and then just like half of her face yeah, just gets fucking blown off. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. Yes. And then you kind of flash back to, to Sir and be like, life is surreal, don't let it get to you. Or whatever. Yeah. There's a bunch of crap. So the girls are just kind of... <laughs> it's pretty much the fucking theme of the movie. Yeah. Like, the girls just start running from the school and screaming as the teacher just kind of stand in the third story window and just pick them off. Yeah. To patriotic music. You notice that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this all happening? Why is Yankee Doodle Dandy playing? What happened to the busload of people? <laughs> yeah. Why is that not being discussed right. at all? So, so then the wind starts slicing again for some reason. Yeah. But they don't show much of that because there's a lot of running. Yeah. Mitsuko has to do something. So she and runs to town. I have written down, she clearly is a cross-country runner. Oh, like, There's yeah. just a two-minute scene of just her running. Yeah. Which, was to me, is totally unnecessary. But Throughout the entire movie, there's a lot of running. Yeah. So if so. you don't like running, don't watch the movie. Yep. She goes to this town and police. And this is when I really started to notice, there's no dudes. Yeah. There's it's very... all chicks. No dudes. <laughs> yeah. So... She goes into this cop station, and the cop's like, oh, my God, Kiko. Kiko. You're Kiko. Like, and she what? looks in the mirror, and she's a different person. Yeah, she's a totally different fucking chick. And you're like, the fuck? <laughs> and so the cop and her leave, and the townspeople are just starting to clap. Yeah, she's like, well, you're, it's time for your reception. You're going to the reception. Yeah. You're going to be late. We got to go. Yeah. 
So let's and go. Let's go. Let's drives go. Drives her down to the church. church whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aki's there. Yeah, she goes in, and Aki, who had just previously been gunned down, oh, brutally gunned down, <laughs> is there, and she it's, she knows some shit. Yeah. She's not is, saying exactly what she knows, but she knows some shit. Yeah. This is apparently Kiko's Kiko, aka Mitsuko's wedding. Yeah. Aki starts to explain the situation to Kiko. And she's like, just do what I say. Yeah. And fucking we'll get out of this just fine. Yeah. They're watching. And you're like, who's they? They're watching. Yeah. Don't, no. don't worry about it. Just do not gonna I say anything. Just yeah. pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then Aki starts to straight murder bitches. <laughs> She's like, hey, check this out. Yeah. Breaks a chick's arm, oh breaks God. her other arm, and then snaps her neck twice. Like the, She's just straight. What this is, is next, how you do it. <laughs> I have neck snapping, arm breaking, head stomping, twat punching. Yeah, just yes. everything. Just starts murdering bitches for no oh, yeah. fucking reason. Just brutal. And then um, she's like, go ahead, I'll get things started. You walk down the aisle. Yep. Which she does. And everyone, she's just surrounded by all They're these chicks. That are all just happy and clapping yeah, for her. And clapping. As she gets further down the aisle, they just start going belligerent. And yeah. Like, but, again, they do that whole thing where the music is giving you this feeling of, yeah. like, everything's fine. Everything's yeah. going to be okay. And then all these chicks just start going crazy and stripping Ripping down. Ripping clothes off and they're like, boo. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is going on? No explanation. Yeah. Whatsoever. And up at the altar is a fucking coffin. Oh, and Kiko, she has a broken bottle that she's using as a bouquet. Yep. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, they go up to this coffin. Which is where her husband should her, be. Her bridegroom. Or yeah. I think that's what they call her. Something. Something, yeah. Groom bride or whatever. Yep. And she gets up there and it busts open and it's a fucking pig-headed dude. <laughs> it's just a dude with a pig head. Like a really... A dead pig head. Yeah. Like, not like, like a fake pig mask. No, like a pig head. Yeah, like a... Fucking what is it? Motel Hell or fucking yeah, or fucking Saw. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going? What on? is going on? So she uses her bottle, obviously, to yep. stab it in the neck, and it blood just fucking oh, just like, everywhere. The thirty pints of blood shoot out of this pig dude. <laughs> yeah. And then the two teachers show up. Yeah, she well, Kiko just turns around, and starts fucking fucking people up. And then we get these two leather-clad bitches. Yeah, I said they show up looking all matrixy. Yeah, yeah, straight up, out straight of out of the matrix. And uh, Aki and Kiko fight them. This is this reminded me of that scene you showed me from Kingsman, where they just oh. start blast because they. St- no, that scene is way better. It's way better, yes. Yeah. But I kind of got that vibe from it because like they were just gonna had these girls not started running out of there. I have a feeling <laughs> they just would have fucking killed them all. Oh, would have it wasn't a church too, so that would have yeah, you know, been so. pretty. But uh, they gotta fight the two Matrix bitches, so yeah. which they dispatch pretty quickly, actually. Oh yeah, super quick. Um, and then they start running. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's following them though, and Aki's distracting them. So she's like, "You take off, I'll distract who's ever following us," which yep. they never show ever. No. Nope. So because Keiko or Kiko, well, she's running, and someone's like, "Hey, come over here!" Hey, over here! She's and like, okay. Meets run meets this runner. Who's like in a marathon race or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, "How you doing, Azumi?" Yeah, and you're like, "Hmm." And then she <laughs> looks in the store window, and she's another person. Yeah, now. she's some other chick now, Azumi, and she's actually in a race. So I'm like, "Oh, and this suddenly they're in a marathon." <laughs> makes sense. You've been running this whole movie, and now you finally become an actual runner. Okay, yeah. cool. And then these other three chicks come up, and they're talking about flashbacks of, "Oh yeah, we've always loved running. We've always ran together, and you know, yeah. had fun, and we love running. And this is your big race, and yeah, lays down all this like exposition." Unnecessary, but yeah, totally bullshit. But 
she uh she sees Sir Takeo and Aki in them, I guess. I I think yeah. I assume that's who they were supposed to be. Well, yeah, she sees them as she's running. But yeah, again, it gives you that vibe of the music. Yeah. Like everything's cool. Everybody on the sides cheering her, like Go yeah. Azumi, yeah. No and matter where she's running to, there's always a crowd on both sides. You know, yeah. she like diverts her path, like like she does in a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's still people in the woods, like yeah. it's fucking weird. Yeah. And then she looks back <laughs> behind, and her pig-headed husband is chasing. Yeah, along with the two leather-clad bitches. Yep. Who like, they just killed. And it's like, what I don't the fuck's going on? It. What the fuck is going on? So, Izumi breaks off. Yeah, she said she runs off on her own through the woods. She ends up in some buildings, like some these ruins. Caves, like, yeah, built into a cave or yeah. some shit. It's weird. And, and there's some random schoolgirl there. Yeah. That just says, follow me. And then she leads her into the cave deeper, and then there's, like, a bunch of, like, dead zombie schoolgirls standing yeah. there doing nothing. Like in the walls? No, no, that's no, later. That's later. This is just like the big group of oh, like yeah. zombie girls. Yeah, that's right. That aren't doing anything. They don't do anything. They yeah. just sit there. And the one chick who brought her in there is like, Will you just please die? Yeah, can you die, please? <laughs> this is when Aki shows up and saves her again. Yeah, but and they kinda run. She keeps saying, you know, fucking it's because of you. <laughs> if you don't die, we all die. So you have to die. Yeah. You're killing us all over and over and over again. It, which just fucking okay. weird. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so lost at this point, you know? So, yeah, then uh, Aki comes to the rescue, and they run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't see that coming. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't ran at all in this movie. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What if at this point we have them run? <laughs> Brilliant. Lock it up. Fucking big, good go with it deal. Dude, your ideas are on <laughs> fucking point today, man. So, yeah, uh, they stop in the cave, and Aki's like... Say your name is Mitsuko. It's Mitsuko. Yeah. Mitsuko. And, over and over. Yeah, and, and start screaming it. And fucking, she does, and she turns into Mitsuko. Yeah. And this is when we see Aki has these, like, two cords sticking out of her wrists. Yeah, and she's like, grab them. Yep. And tear me apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. So, she does. Yeah, she, uh... And this is brutal. Yeah. It completely, like, splits all the way up her arms and then cuts her, her directly in half, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So, it literally tears her. It reminded me of like when you tear open a baby bell cheese. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like of the wax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we are from Wisconsin. Yeah. Cheese. Mm, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, after she tears her in half, a glowing door opens up. That these like strings <clears throat> that were in her were like leading to. Yeah. Yeah. Which are kind of like power. They look like electrical cords almost. They do kind of, yeah. yeah. So. She goes through there, and suddenly she's in a kitchen. Yeah. Which she walks through. Yeah. And then she walks through another door into some place called Man World. Yep. Like, oh, there's dudes. Finally. Just a bunch of dudes standing around. Yeah. All weird. And at this point, she turns and she sees this poster yeah. of pictures of all three of her characters. And what does it say? Legendary 3D game it is says back. It tag in 3D. Yeah. Like some sort of game. Yeah. So you're like... What the hell? Okay. So this is a game? I guess. So this is kind of like fucking existence or something. I guess, kind of. But this dude approaches her and tells her she's... What the hell? Oh, she tells her she's in the future. Yeah. And then she passes out. Yep. And she just reappears in the ruins. Yeah, wakes up in the cave ruins again. Yep. Walks outside. It's snowing. It's super fucking confusing. Yeah, it just makes no sense. 
And then she walks through this almost museum-like building with, like, every girl that's been in this movie so far just kind of, like, and there's a hole in the wall, and they're just kind of standing there. Yeah. What I what I instantly thought <clears throat> after I saw this for the second time, character select. Yep. That's exactly... That's, that's what I saw the first time through. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's a game. That looks like a character select yeah. screen, you know? So... And then <laughs> she walks, she's walking through these ruins and she gets to this super old guy yeah. that's playing a game <laughs> yep. that is essentially everything we just With saw. The most like stereotypical racist ass old Asian, you know, sensei makeup dude ever. Yeah, well, he's got some long white hair. And the long white hair, the long white mustache, the long white beard, and just, oh, yes, I finally arrived. Oh. Did you notice the game he was playing, though? Fuck, what was it? Well, he's playing the game that's Yeah, he was playing the them, but it looked so much like GTA. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, like, the character select the, wheel the character in the bottom corner. The mini map, yeah. yeah. That's what I saw. I'm like, <laughs> Yep. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Basically, this guy used her DNA to make this game. Yeah. He got her DNA and all of her friends' DNA. Yep. And it eventually got turned into a game. Yep. And there's, like, this, like, what is it, a... Uh, like a terrarium type thing of just her friends that are just chilling yeah, in it. Just yeah. all of her characters and yep. then all of her friends. Yeah. Just standing there. Yeah, and she runs up weird. to it and she's just like, Aki! Aki! Or whatever, just yelling yeah, at it. Because yeah. Aki was her main bitch. Yep. And then this younger version of the old dude appears. Yeah. The guy she met in Man World or whatever. Yep. And, and he's like, Oh, there's a bed there. Yep. I finally get to watch you fuck me. It's time to f- fulfill your destiny. Like, this is her destiny. Yeah, is playing f- the game to fuck you. Yeah, fucking older version of this guy, yep. or younger version of this guy. Yep. And so she kind of hops she into bed with bed, him, yeah. and then she starts to remember what Sir said, you know, how to break yeah. destiny. So she just flips a pillow and rips it open, and the feathers turn red. Yeah, remember when they're at the lake and the feather dropped on her finger yep. or whatever, and they show the flashback and the whole feather turns red, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And then uh, all the feathers coming out of the pillow are red. So she fucked up her destiny. Yep. And then she goes and grabs the old dude's cane. And kills herself. Yep, stabs yeah. herself. And then we have... Straight, what's that samurai shit called? Seppuku. Seppuku? Okay. Yeah. Straight that. Harikari. Okay. Or Seppuku. Harikari, yeah. Harikari, yeah. okay. <clears throat> and then we shoot back to the beginning of the movie. Yep. Back on the bus. She uses her pen to kill herself. Yep. <laughs> and then we shoot back to the fucking wedding where she's walking down the aisle and she, she uses the bottle to kill herself. Yeah. So she just kills herself over and over. Yep. And as we don't see how Azumi dies, though. No, they never no, show that. just see her in the street, just with blood in her chest. Yeah. Like, so she grabbed something and killed herself. Probably. <laughs> just a finger, whatever. And then we get another drone or helicopter shot of Mitsuko laying in the snow in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. She wakes up, and what does she do? Well, she says, it's over now. Yep. And then she runs. And she runs. No way. Didn't see that coming again. Yeah. And then uh, I just remember seeing the subtitle, it's over now. And I was like, what's over? Yeah, what's over? Oh, the movie? And then credits. Yep, thank God. (laughs) Because I have written down, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. (laughs) This is a quick half. Yeah. But. (laughs) It's it's 85 minutes. That's all this movie is. And. I mean, there's a You're lot gonna of You're going to be running. sitting there with 85 minutes with drool dripping out of your mouth like, what the fuck? Huh? So you want to give your review? Yeah, I'll give it. So, Go ahead. Um, it does have, does have some good elements about it. The gore, the CGI gore is really good about it, you know. Certainly makes it entertaining. Some of the music was okay, but it, you're right. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense a lot. But the, the score that came out when, like, the wind blew through, yeah. I loved that music. Okay. That, that was really eerie. But other yeah, than that, that makes that, sense. That's the only music I didn't like. 
<laughs> Other than that, this makes no sense. Yeah. It's and you've watched it twice now, and you said yeah. you still kind of find it hard. I got my own opinions on so, it. So, but I I just don't get it. I mean, if you want to just check it out on the weirdness level, go for it. I'm just not gonna recommend watching it. I mean, it is short. Check it out if you want. But I'm gonna land on a four out of ten. It's just too, like, just weird. Yeah. It, I just don't get it. Would you say surreal? Yes. Okay. Surreal. Then they did their job. <laughs> they did. So I mean, it, it's not like a necessarily a bad movie. It just, just I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. So four out of ten for me. Things you don't get scare you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. So uh, on my side. Um, I'm not too far off. I got three final notes that I wrote down. Um, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck and what the fuck? (laughs) Like I said, this is my second time going through watching this. And, you know, a few more things make sense as I went through it a second time, which is good. The music, I mean, like I said, that the wind cutting music. Yeah. You didn't (laughs) like it? It just didn't. It's too jagged. It bothered me. But okay. <clears throat> the rest of the soundtracks I really liked. I mean, well, mm-hmm. not really liked, but they, it didn't throw me off. This isn't like uh, Untouchables where, you know, you got happy killing music. Mm-hmm. This is, the music is appropriate to the situation. So I did like that aspect of it. Okay. I mean, the acting is mostly running. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just fucking. I mean, these actors were in great cardio oh, shape. Oh, they had to have been. Yeah. Fucking stamina out the ass. But, um. Uh, yeah, I did like this movie. I, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. It's, it's one of those movies where you're confused, and it does have a solid story once you watch it all the mm-hmm. way through, and realize you know it is I'll a game. I'll tell you this much: it's no Death Racers. Ew. It's better than that. Yeah. Way okay. better than that. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I landed on a five out of ten on this. I definitely suggest watching it. Okay. Especially if you like this weird fucked up shit like same kind of shit i like (laughs) this is uh this is worth the watch for sure Hmm. all right so five out of ten there imdb gives it a 6.1 and rotten tomatoes doesn't have a tomato meter of course but its audience score is 64 so they're kind of right along the lines there um and also this has an original title of this was not tag it was ryaru Anegako. Oh, which, no, that makes more sense. Yeah, I have a feeling in Japanese that means what the fuck. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say so, what it yeah. means. Um, I'd love to give some trivia on it, but there's none. Yeah, this... Because I don't think you can give trivia on this. It's just so no, you could. wild and out there. But it's... yeah. But like we said, it's on Netflix. Movies like this are... Um, it did actually win a couple of awards, or one. Yeah, won two awards at the Fantasia Film Festival. Nice. It won... The best film and best actress, the Cheval Noir, whatever that is, okay. Cheval Noir. So best film for Science Sono and best actress, Reina Trindel. Sweet. So, yeah. It is award worthy, I guess. Yeah, it's not a bad flick. No, it's That's just thing. so weird that I just, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody really. So. Yeah. Well, I recommended it to people at work and I've already had three people I know there who have watched it. Yeah, I've told a couple people to watch it too and they've yeah. checked it out. So yeah. I and. Mean, they just, haven't said you're an asshole for making me watch yeah, this. Just if you just watch that first five minutes of it, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" And you're gonna want to watch. We want to watch the rest yeah. just for that. So yeah, but beyond that, I just I just really don't get it. So um, you don't have to get it. 
nightmare. <laughs> it's surreal. Don't let it get to you. Exactly. <laughs> the answer is don't think about it. Okay. So. Got to open your mind a little bit. All right. But what you should think about is checking us out on social media. Oh, nice segue. Fuck yeah, nice it was. Segue. That was a solid one. <laughs> you can hit us up on Facebook, uh, search Movies from A to B or at MFAB Podcast. We're on the Twitterverse, at MFAB Podcast. And shoot us an email if you love the show, want to give us some questions, comments, recommend some movies for us. We'll probably get to another user or listener recommended episode here oh, coming yeah. up. And, uh, yeah, just... Talk uh, bullshit with us, whatever. As always, um, um, I gotta give the email address. I thought you did. No, oh. it's movies from a to b at gmail dot com. Yeah, well, I've no, it's mfat at gmail dot com. God, you suck. That's right. <laughs> it's Sorry. literally right in front of me. Yep. And as always, um, please go to iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five star rating review. You know, mm-hmm. we'd appreciate it. It really helps us get seen. Um, without that, it's kind of hard to get our podcast out and about. For sure. Like, I want to be able to search. For this on Google and have, have ours as the first thing to pop up. That's you right. Know? So not some other podcast. We appreciate the gestures. Yeah, it so. really, really, really big makes a big difference. Here. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, with that being said, we're gonna wrap it up. I guess we are. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. We'll be back again with another fabulous episode very soon. Uh, so signing off for today. I'm Aaron and I'm Gavin. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Next week on the MFAM Podcast, we go for one last ride again, again, with Fate of the Furious. And then we solve some crimes in time with time crimes. So until next time. That's a wrap. Cut.